When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Is your debt causing you sleepless nights? Knock your debt out with Debt KO. And your debt won't be the only thing keeping you up at night. Debt KO. Free, impartial advice on all your debt. This is Coogan Cassis for Eiffel TV in association with MTK Global. Delighted to be joined by Mr. Dave Caldwell. How are you, mate? I'm very good, mate. How are you? All good, all good. Well, rather a dramatic Saturday in uh, quite a few respects. Unreal. So, yeah, let's... Do you know what? Let's talk from something positive, first of all. Um, Tiafimo Lopez defeating Lomachenko last night. Um... I don't really look at it as a shock, though. I know he wasn't kind of... Yeah. I don't look at that as, a, as like, a shock defeat for Lomachenko because, you know, do you look at it like that? No, not, not a huge shock. But the thing is, is, is we've always said, haven't we, you know, at, at lightweight, they are big and, you know, it's, it's out of his weight division. Um, Lopez is very, very good. Um, and we, we kind of, you know what? I think the most shocking thing is, is not the fact that he was beaten. It was the way he was beaten. Um, because I think the, the main thing was we all, with majority of us kind of thought Lopez carries that power and the size that if, if he nails Lomachenko, he can knock him out. Whereas we thought, well, or is, is Lomachenko smart enough and, and good enough to be able to negate that and just outbox him? The fact that, that, it was, you know, a, a comprehensive points defeat. I think was the one that was a bit more shocking. Uh, it was for me, anyway. Um, I just feel as though um, he felt, you know, he obviously felt his size and his strength early doors, right from the beginning. Probably got clipped, and you know, sometimes I remember Johnny Nelson once said to me when he fought Peter Robo, Peter Robo, and Peter Robo hit him on the chest in round one, and he thought fuck that, I'm not getting it off of this guy. He can really punch. Sometimes you don't have to get a, a shot clean to know that a guy's got that power that can put you out. So I think maybe Lomachenko got caught early doors and felt the power and thought, okay, this is real. I've got to be smart and looking to take it away and I'm going to be patient. But as, as he's doing what he's doing, he's looking for ways to get in. And because Lopez is a very good fighter, was very patient himself and he controlled the distance very well, he never allowed, he never put himself in a position where Lomachenko could make him miss and then counter and get his own shots off. And as the minutes are going and as the, the, the rounds are going, Lopez is keeping his, his discipline 
and and keeping his 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 game plan intact. And because of the size and the strength, I don't think Lomachenko ever felt comfortable enough to take those risks and get into that sort of position until it became too late and where he probably thought, I've just got to roll the dice. Maybe at that point there after round seven, that's where uh, Lopez's concentration perhaps starts weighing a little bit, which allowed Lomachenko to get more shots off. But then it's too late. You've given yourself too much of a mountain to climb. Um, and I think that's kind of what, what happened. A, a blend of things, really. I mean, again, it seems like uh, it was a great performance from Lopez, but the talking mm. again refers back to the very wide scorecard in the middle. Oh. Which kind of, honestly, it just it's a discredit to kind of, you know, his performance, um, yeah. Tia Lopez's performance, when, you know, people start talking about the scorecard that was so, so wide. I mean... Yeah. Yeah, yeah this, is, this is what, you know, this is what... It's not just... We'll talk about it in a bit, but it's not just the matchroom shows. It's, it's all over. It's, it's, it's the incompetence of judges, you know? It's, it's them not, basically not not doing the job properly, you know? Um, some of them, anyway. Uh, yeah, I mean, the, the fight, the fight is, is what it is. It was, you know, it was quite, the early rounds were quite clear, but then there were round, the, the rounds that Lomachenko won were quite clear, mm. you know? Um, so how you can say that he didn't win those rounds, you know, it's, it's ridiculous, really. But. but, I mean, the possibilities for Teofimo Lopez, now I know you, you mentioned Devin Haney, and I'm sure I don't that think division and bar fight, but that, that's a great fight. And then there's, I mean, look, he's he's sitting there quite pretty now. He's just defeated. He's twenty three years old. Yeah, twenty three years old in his university division. Wow, can you imagine? You know, I mean, listen, I'm a massive Lomachenko fan, and I was I was hoping Lomachenko won the fight, um, but. That doesn't mean that I don't rate Lopez. That doesn't mean that I don't like Lopez. It just means I'm, I'm a fan of Lomachenko more. Um, but what, what Lopez did in that fight and the maturity that he showed in that fight, and, and he will now grow from that because, he, you know, the, the last few rounds, it, a man that was weaker mentally could have fallen apart there when, when Lomachenko started knocking his head back and started. And you could see that Lopez was starting to get a little bit tired, but he, he held it together. And in fact, the, the last round, he, he, you know, he had a good last round as well. Um, but he will grow from that fight now. He will, he will become much. Can you imagine at 23 years old with what 16 fights, you've beaten Lomachenko and not just beaten him, you've, you've done a good job on Lomachenko. And arguably, um, what, arguably people's pound for pound number one in the world as well. Yeah, oh, yeah, it was, it was mine. It was yeah. mine. It, my, him and Crawford for me, like that, but I just kind of tilted towards Lomachenko. Um, but to do it in the manner that it did, the confidence that that's now going to give him going into these other fights, because Devin Haney's a class... I've seen Devin Haney spar, and I think he's a class fight. I think that's a great, great fight. Him and, him and Lopez is an unbelievable fight. Um, the best thing about these young guys is that they all want to fight each other, you know? So let's get the promotional issues out of the way and not let the promotional issues stop these fights from happening because we've seen it in the past where fights don't happen because of the promoters and because of the managers, the, the, the people, that, the advisors, the people that are looking after them. Let these young kids off the leash because what we could have here, because, they, because of their age, because they're so young and they're achieving so much and because they're, they're elite level, we could have a series of fights between these guys. You know, you go through that lightweight division, half a dozen fights, 
You know, half a dozen names there. We, we, we've got an exciting division that can really propel the sport, um, um, you know, into, into a widespread, widespread mainstream. You know, that's what we've got here. And also, the good thing about it is they're all characters. You know, Lopez, Heine, uh, Garcia, um, if he gets through Luke Campbell, you know, which I actually don't think he will. I, I think Luke Campbell wins the fight. Um, but Garcia is a big name over there. He's got personality. Uh, uh, Javante Davis. They're all big names. They're all exciting fighters. They're all great potential and they're all great fighters, but they've all got personality as well. So we could have a series of fights there, but um, it's exciting. Mm, absolutely. Um, dramatic night in Peterborough yesterday. Um, just obviously, we'll, we'll come on to the, like the main talking point. Again, it's a talking point about scorecards, but Dave... Um, Great wins for Ryland Charlton, uh, Mark Leach, and also Kane Baker as well. It was kind of a bit of an underdog feel to last night. Do you know what? It was brilliant. I loved watching. This, this is a frustrating thing, right? The show was great. Every fight was competitive. Every fight was good to watch. Right from the start. I mean, Ellie Scott, is, even, you know, uh, Conley put up a great fight. She was brave. Ellie Scott put on a, a good brilliant. She was, yeah. But... But the rest of the fights were very good fights, you know, and we had the underdogs. We had, we had the, and this is what we wanted to see about w- with this pandemic and the fight, in, you know, the boxing starting again, you know, how are fighters going to react with no crowds? Are you going to get performances from, from kids that are usually better in the gym than when they come out into, into the open and the, into the public with a crowd? Does that affect the nerves and things? We're seeing a lot of fighters putting up good, good, good efforts here. And good shows. And last night, we had a show there. We had, we had upsets. You know, we had some great upsets there. And it was a really good show all the way through. But then it's all, all forgotten because of what happened in the main event. You know? And, and I think, that for me, that was disappointing because I really enjoyed last night. I, I, the fights were really good. I thought um, Mark Leach was excellent. Um, like you said, Kane Baker, I thought he was excellent. That was a, that was a good fight because it, it was put together. You know, I felt I felt the spirit in the, in the fact that you could see that um, he felt the pace. I think from from round two, he was started to blow, and he showed a lot of character in that fight. These young kids that are taking these fights, you know, if they get beat, they shouldn't be disheartened about it because they're having real fights. They're going to come. They're going to come on from that. And the fact that they're not saying, "Oh, I want an eight week training camp for this fight," they're, they're jump, willing to jump in. You know, and it's great. It's great to see, and and they will become better fighters because of that. Um, but yeah, I enjoy I enjoyed the show. Mm. So, Miguel Vasquez. Yes. What would Absolutely he, pissed it. What would he be thinking coming over to England again? Because there are people that believe that he beat O'Hara Davis at your call a year ago. Comes over again. Excuse me. Uh, comes over again, and listen. We both like Lewis Ritson. You know, Lewis yeah. Ritson to do with Lewis yeah. Ritson, whether you know, nothing, nothing to do with Lewis Ritson, and, and Lewis Ritson shouldn't be getting shit for this. No, you know, I've seen a, a lot of people on social media turning on to it. Listen, when when a fight is controversial or blatantly wrong, a decision is completely wrong. Right? It's not the boxer's fault. They go in there, they fight. They don't. It's not their decision. They're not, you know, they're not making the decisions. They're not throwing out the scorecards at the end of the round. Their job is to, is to fight. So we shouldn't be aiming 
the frustration and venting the anger at the boxes. All right. So Louis Ritson's got nothing to do with this. All right. He 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 put on a performance. He he did the best that he could that night. But bottom line is Vasquez won the fight. He and it, and it wasn't even a hard fight to to judge. You know, um, I had him way way in front, way way in front. Pissed it. Absolutely pissed it. He was one step ahead of him. He was busier. You know, yes, some shots were landing on the gloves, but secondly, they were coming through. And and regardless whether they were landing on the gloves or not, Ritson wasn't landing anything virtually. So how you can give that to Ritson, I don't know. But then when you've got a picture circulating of one of the judges sat there on his mobile phone, mate, get out of the sport. Get out of the sport. You cannot, you cannot ever officiate in this sport again. That is bang out of order. You, that, that's just, it's not even like it's a young, you know, a judge, it's his first, it's his first gig. He's on, he's, he's, he's on, he's doing his job and he takes a quick sneak at his phone or whatever. I don't know, his phone vibrates or whatever. You can't even excuse that. But if it's a young guy, you can say, oh, you know, you're not supposed to do that. Oh yeah, shit, play dumb. This is Terry O'Connor, who's, who's so experienced. He's been around years. He's done all these, all these big, massive fights. You know that you shouldn't be sat there looking at your phone. You know, listen. You, if you're watching this fight and you're judging this fight, you shouldn't be looking at the crowd. Never mind taking a sneak at your phone, and that's a sneak look at your phone. That's what you're doing when you. When you nah, man. There's no excuse for that. There's no excuse. He, how can he? be allowed to officiate again because when a box Peter McDonough shoves somebody away in gets banned right so a boxer does something wrong they get done they get called up in front of the board they get done right a manager a trainer we get done these officials time after time they put in these these scorecards where you're scratching your head and saying what the fuck are you watching and they don't have to answer for it. I've always said, why not, when you have a scorecard that's controversial, like when a, when a coach throws in a towel or doesn't throw in a towel, they might get interviewed, you know, or, or, or whatever, or a fighter does something wrong or, or he doesn't perform. Fighter gets interviewed after fight. Emotions are running, running high, whether they've won or lost, they get interviewed straight after the fight. Why is a judge not being held accountable. Why Why is it not right for Andy Scott or somebody to say, how did you come to that decision? What What was your thought process? What did you see that we didn't see? Just explain. Or even just a couple of rounds in there that, that's, that's completely wrong and you're thinking, how did he score it for him? Why? What's your thought process? If you explain your thought process, then maybe we can get some sort of understanding how you came to, to seeing that. But there's no there's no explanation. So they'd never held, get held accountable for it. Never. So they can keep doing it again. And when it's the same judge that's chucking out dodgy scorecards all the time, then you have to ask a question. And then when you see the guy's looking at his phone, you know he's not concentrating on the fight. So if, he, so if he's looking at his phone there, how does he know what's going off on the, in, in there, in the ring? What you've got to understand is, these decisions that these three men are making impact the fighters. It's not just about the fight, win or loss. After that fight, if you win, your pay is likely to go up. If you lose, 
your worth drop. That's somebody's livelihood. They're, they're going in there. They're putting their lives at stake. They're putting their lives at stake every time they go in the ring. It's very, very common knowledge. And we always talk about the dangers of boxing. So with that said, the dangers of boxing, coaches are under pressure because they're, they're you know, they're under the mag magnifying glass. Oh, you didn't do this right. You didn't do that right. Everybody's on us for that, right? Did you throw a towel too late? Did you throw a towel too early? The judges are sat there and they're given this decision. The least that they could do is focus on the job. Focus on your job. Because then at least you're giving yourself every chance of coming up with the right decision. But to be looking at your phone, mate, I'm fuming with that. I, I, can, have, I can have judges getting a, a decision that's wrong, that, that's different to mine. We've all got opinions and, and we all see things a different way. I get that and I don't mind that. And when, when I've spoke to a, a, a judge before and I said, well, you know, how, how have you come to that? Well, you know, weeks after or whatever and you, you, you're talking to them and they explain, I can have it. It's opinion's different. I might be sat next to you and you, you see a fight different to me. I've been in the gym the following morning and, and Jordan has, has seen a fight different to what I've seen a fight. That's, that's opinions. I can have that. But I cannot have a judge looking at his phone while he's supposed to be looking at a fight. That for me, that is that is wrong, and it should be out. That's it. And and I'll tell you what, if if he's not, and he is appointed for one of my fights again, I would request that he gets removed. I I would not be comfortable with with that with that judge looking after one of my fighters' fights. And Terry's worked on my shows from the past when I was promoting, and also I've, you know I've, I've not got a problem with him at all. But the minute you're doing that. That is indefensible, and that is a problem. It's indefensible. He's, he's got no excuse for it. I think what you say there is bang on as well. It's like it's because it's Terry O'Connor, one of the most experienced in yeah. that position in the world, let alone in yeah. in the UK. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it. I mean, it, it's irrelevant what was on the phone because it's you know what I mean. It's irrelevant unless. He was being... I thought, no, this is no excuse what, for it. What, I mean, what excuse? There is no excuse. You shouldn't really even have your phone with you in that, in that situation because... No. Other no. line. Um, but, but, what, but what is he... The way he stood, and he's like, it's not like he's, if, if, if he's just, he just pulled it out, he's gone like that because I, I don't know. I, I don't know. It's on the sly. It's, it's a sneak. That's what it is. It's like that. And he's, and he's edge facing that and he's, and he's looking like that. He knows he's doing wrong. He knows he's doing wrong by doing that, but yet he's still doing it. What, how, what is your thought process? You think that that's all right when you're such an experienced judge and you know that your job is to watch the fight. He's not watching the fight. He's not watching the fight. So, so here's my question. If, how many times did he do that in the fight? You don't know, dear. It might have been the once. No. But how many times were you doing the fight? So, if you're Miguel Vasquez or his management, is there an argument there? Because it's a bad enough decision as it is. But is there an argument there to say this should be a no contest at least? Because how can you valid? How can that judge's scorecard be valid? Because there is proof there that he wasn't attentive and, and paying due care and attention to the to, to the to the fight. He wasn't doing his job as a judge. The judge's job is that to watch the fight. We talk about how sometimes judges can be, are, are they influenced because of the crowd? 
There's no fucking crowd. He sat there on his phone. Do you know what I mean? Uh, Dave, I've got a question. Very hypothetical, right? But just say, for example, yeah, at that split second, uh, he's looks to be on his phone. There's a knockdown, right? And he misses the knockdown, right? So he doesn't actually see the punch. So Terry O'Connor's view could be it could have been a slip because he doesn't know. Is he allowed to then mark that as a 10-8 round, even though he hasn't seen it? Whether or not he's allowed or not, he's going to win it because he's going to, he's, he's not going to say, oh, well, I missed, the, I missed that knockdown because I was on no, the phone. Do you understand what I'm saying, though? Technically, he yeah. had... He wouldn't have seen it, and it could have happened. Listen, yeah. it only takes, like, a split second, obviously. Yeah. But if he technically hasn't seen it, can he can he mark it as a 10-8 round? I know it sounds stupid, but that but yeah. that's the fine lines of yeah. not focusing on the fight yeah. for the full 36 minutes. Yeah. But you know, do you know what, as well, is... You know when... So... You know where some of these, some, some, I'm not saying, oh, but some of these scorecards where you see the completely different view, it makes you wonder, have you ever watched a fight where there's two kids that you're not really bothered about, two fighters, you know, it's a bit of a stinker, you're not really bothered about, but you're watching it anyway, but you're kind of thinking about other things and you're not really watching it. You, well, you're watching it, but you're not really focusing on it. How many times are they, are they actually doing that where they're sat there and they're watching a fight but they're not really paying attention, so they kind of don't know what's actually happening in the fight. I wonder if this is now. Now I've seen because because this is about concentration. I'm talking about. He's not concentrating on the fight, so his mind has gone from watching the fight. He's not concentrating on the fight. So could he an excuse for a lot of his his bad scorecards? Could it be that he's actually facing watching the game, but he's thinking about swiping left on his phone. He's thinking about what is he going to have for some food later on. I'm a bit hungry. Oh, I wonder what time bar shuts. Oh, is he look watching the fight and, and thinking other things? Because that might be a, that might be a reason you know why, why these scorecards like, are so dark. The only thing I can compare this to is: Do you know when you're driving, yeah, and you're thinking about something and you miss a turning? Yeah, yeah. You do, didn't you? That's what I'm saying. You are driving. And you, yeah. you know you're meant to take the turn yeah. in half a mile, yeah. but you miss it because you're thinking about completely yeah. else. So you're it's not really concern. fucking concentrating, are you? Yeah. No, oh. that's exactly it, and that. That could be a case of where, with some of the scorecards, that could be it because they might the concentration might be there. Yes, they sat there and are watching the fight, but the concentration's not there. So, is that a reason why sometimes we have that? Do do they need to make sure, or do they need a bit more training on how to concentrate more? Maybe it's a concentration that's lacking while we get these judges' scorecards. Maybe, maybe. Do you think as well? that the fact that they don't have to answer to anyone in the media or the public after the fight has 100%. a difference on what happens as well, because... 100%. It must There's be. no accountability. There's no accountability. You thought if process... You know, if, if, Coogan, if you know that you're not going to be held accountable for things, you have got a, you've got a free reign. Yes. You've got a free reign. So... so um, if oh, I, I, I if if you knew that there was no there was no um, punishment for just walking into a bank and taking as much money as you want out of draw out of tills and stuff like that, if if there was no punishment, 
and you need a bit of money, you go, okay, I need to get it back. I'm going to get, get, no, I'm having it. There you go. No, no, no accountability. But there is accountability. You, you, there is, there is a rule. There is a, an answer for it. You're not going to get, oh, I'd love to do that, but I'd not get away with it. If a judge knows that whatever scorecard that he puts in, he doesn't, it, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. He's not, he doesn't have to concentrate as much. He doesn't have to pay as much attention. Because at the end of the round, it might, it might have been daydreaming or whatever, and just say, oh, yeah, oh, there you go, and fills a scorecard out. There's no accountability. This is why I'm saying they should, they should be interviewed or they, they should be some sort of face-to-face questioning where they get held accountable to. How did you come to that, that scorecard? Why did you think? So, so this round, it literally threw two punches, didn't land any room, You've still given the round. How? What? What were your thought process there? How do I explain? There, there should be some sort of explanation. Should be. Um, even. I, do you know what? Even if. What about this? Even if they have. You know, like commentators have got a headset on and and things like that at the at the um, uh, uh, during the fight. What about if they're just attached to a little mic? Can be a recording device. And at the end of each round, when when they make a score, it might be bullshit, but they write the scorecard down, and then they just say into the into the device, say into the mic, just say, "I felt so 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 did this, did that. That's why I've given so 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 the round." It's logged there. So then, when you get this controversial decision, either the board or or, or somebody. Has a has has a reasoning for each of these rounds. Then he can go. Well, hang on a minute. Eh? I don't know. Maybe maybe that doesn't do anything. But maybe that just makes them more aware that they have to concentrate because the reason behind their scoring of end of each round is going to be known. I don't know. I don't know. I feel like it's um, well. I don't feel like it. I know it's an issue that's not going away anytime soon. And it's like you said. No. It's not- just specifically relevant to the UK, it happens in America and Europe and wherever. That, that, that's the thing. Yeah, it's 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 everywhere. It's everywhere, and it's not just um, it's not just one particular show. It's it, it's happening over and over and over again, all over the place. But it's getting worse over here. It's getting worse. It seems more. We're getting it more and more. Mm. Um, right, Dave. I just wanted to uh, finish off by asking your opinion. Actually, it's quite fitting into what we're saying because yesterday, I'll tell you what I was doing, right? I was at home watching the boxing, but also I had one eye on my Twitter. I'm not going to lie because what was going on... What what, what was going on 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 Sky was equally as entertaining at some points. What was going on on Twitter? What was the crack with Bellew and Odie last night? Uh, I haven't spoken to Tony yet, but I've seen what what O'Hara Davis was doing and what he was tweeting. And uh, I, listen, I've tried I've tried my best with the shit that he was <laughs> out with to kind of like think, you know, uh, he's not he's not he's not the smartest kid out there, perhaps, and he, he opens his mouth without thinking. But the shit that he came out with yesterday was just fucking wrong. It was just wrong. And um, it's crazy, man, because he's fucked the wrong person. Yeah, I mean, 
venue was meant to be working. We was working, but he obviously in between the breaks was like, you know. <laughs> you see, the, the thing about the thing about Tony is is that he um, is quite unique in this because I've seen it at first time where he can he can be very very fucking volatile. And just turn around and he's completely normal. It's fine. It's not something that gets to him in, 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 in terms of where he loses control. Um, he's, uh, yeah, he, he, yeah, he's, he's not a person that you want to you wanna be doing things like that with. Um, but it's just wrong anyway. You shouldn't be, do, you shouldn't be doing that. Uh, it's like O'Hara Davis, one minute is this, 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 and then next minute he says, oh, I've turned over a new leaf, I'm this, I'm that now, blah, blah. And then he goes back to exactly what it was. And it's just, it's just how he is. Um, but yeah, what I saw of that, I mean, I haven't spoke to, to Tony yet. Um, I will do. But um, what, what I saw last night was just fucking wrong. And I don't get how it can come, where it comes from. Um, but, you know. Well, yeah, there was that. There was... Joe Gallagher and Eddie Hearn and Steffi Bull. It was just, it was just loads of stuff going on. You know on. what? That, that, that's Steffi Bull and Joe Gallagher. I think that's wicked. I think it it's makes me laugh. It makes me, it makes me chuckle. It, it, it makes me chuckle because, because um, Ste- you, you can't get on the Steffi's skin really on, on, on them sort of things. He's funny. It's funny as fuck, really. And you just know that, that you know, <laughs> Joe's going to buy everything. <laughs> Joe is the most sensitive and defensive person around his <laughs> fighters, and I love it because it does show like Joe's passion yeah. towards his fighters. Yeah, 100%. and it does show it. But he's so like he's on it with everything, anything to do with his yeah. fighter. It's great though. I love. Yeah. I like that kind of thing. Oh yeah, trainers. Listen, we 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 all need characters. We need characters in this sport, and you know it, it's great because it's boxing is a very very serious sport. And you know it, it's 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 a dangerous sport. It's serious. We have loads of shit, obviously, that tarnish the sport. So little things like this, where we have, I'm not talking about the OD and, and Tony thing. That's that's completely different. I'm talking about things like spats between coaches and stuff like that. And because we're backing our fighters, and so little bits of spats and stuff like that. It's great when you've got characters as well. It, it's it's a good it's a good bit of bit of comic relief sort of thing. Okay, Dave, um, thank you very much for talking to uh, no problem. me. Um, and uh, yeah, hopefully, we'll catch up with you soon. So keep yourself well. I'm very well, thanks. And uh, <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll talk to you soon anyway. Cheers, mate. Thanks a lot. Cool, mate. See you soon, mate. Is your debt causing you sleepless nights? Knock your debt out with Debt KO. And your debt won't be the only thing keeping you up at night. Debt KO. Free, impartial advice on all your debt. Sports Social Podcast Network.